The race to 5G is on, and the battle for talent is getting fierce. Welcome to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, a podcast dedicated to helping you face the future workforce head on. Navigate this challenging talent landscape with innovative strategies to attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. Only here on 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Hello, I'm Carrie Charles, and thank you so much for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. It is one of my most favorite months of the year. It is Women's History Month. And today we are celebrating that with a very special guest and one of my favorite people in the whole world, Abby Knowles. So Abby is a vice president in the global network and technology organization of Verizon. And as you can see, we are both wearing Verizon colors today, which was not planned, but <laughs> we are very much in support of Verizon today. So Abby, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. It's an honor. So Abby, I have to say you are truly one of my favorite leaders to follow. I have heard you speak and you're inspiring. I've learned so much from you. And I'd like to you to tell our audience a little bit about your journey. You know, how did you get to where you are? What obstacles did you face and how did you overcome them? Oh, that's a lot. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I'm honored but humbled by that. And it's, uh, it's a quite a heavy load, right? To be someone that's followed because you have to lead the right way. And I do pray about that. I do ask for wisdom and for guidance. I currently lead almost a thousand uh, engineers in the Western half of the United States for Verizon. And we help to build and operate the Verizon network that our mobile customers and our 5G customers use. And I take that as a serious responsibility in my leadership there. So I started with Verizon 24 years ago. This year will be 25. And I came to the United States a little more than that. I studied electrical engineering. I came here studied electrical engineering at Morgan State University, a historically black college and university. And I think that helped prepare me for the corporate world. I was surrounded by, you know, people that looked like me, sounded like me. Hey, I came from Jamaica, right? A country where everybody looked like me, sounded like me. And so I think I came in with a, a little bit of a confidence and I was surrounded. I did a LinkedIn post on this last year for Women's History Month. I was surrounded by this cadre of women. Mentoring was not their thing. They didn't say, oh, I'm going to sign up to mentor. That's what they did. And so to me, a new engineer, electrical engineer in Bell Atlantic at the time in Baltimore, I thought it was normal. You know, I had all these women, some were black, some were white, and they just poured into me and kind of gave me advice on my career, owning my career, speaking up, asking for projects. I was also fortunate to be selected for a mentoring program for new hires at the time. And I was paired up with a retired Bell Atlantic vice president. And he really taught me about skip level meetings and asking for opportunity to work on projects. And I think that's where I got my first start because mm -hmm. I took his advice, went to my director and said, hey, can I have a skip level meeting? Can I work on a project? And the project that I did wasn't technical per se, but it was a newsletter that grew 
in terms of readership, and it was uniting the entire organization that was newly formed. So just a really quick summary there, Carrie, in terms of how I started and a little bit of the confidence that I had both from my education and from the mentoring program and the people that I was surrounded by when I joined. You said two very important things. You said your story is amazing, by the way, but you talked about mentorship and not only mentorship, which is so, so important for us, for everyone, men and women, but also that you took the advice and you took the risk. You stepped out and you asked for more and those two together. So the mentorship and the action. So thank you for sharing that. So Abby, Verizon continues to drive for technology leadership with 5G. Can you tell us a little bit about the Verizon culture, the leadership, and also the CEO's commitment to social justice and equity? Awesome. You know, Carrie, that's one of the reasons why I came here to this podcast, because people might think, well, how do those two go together, right? Technology leadership and social justice. And they do and they have to, because it's part of our social responsibility as business leaders to make sure that we're doing our part internally in the company, but also to society. So from a technology leadership, and Verizon intends to be ranked as a really top tech company, right? Fortune has ranked us as the number one telecom company earlier this year, last year, actually in the middle of the pandemic. The Forbes magazine also ranked us as, you know, the top company in terms of responding. So we are proud of our leadership. We've been really bullish about technology. That's our culture and that's our legacy. When we launched 4G, we did it nationwide. When we launched XLTE, we did it nationwide. When we launched 5G, we did it even before there was a standard and there was a strategy behind that. We decided to launch it in the fixed wireless access space so that we could learn, right? So that by the time there was a standard and we went national with 5G, we already had a playbook. And as a result of that, we're leading in the 5G space in so many ways, right? We have 18 fixed wireless access cities, ultra wideband, blazing fast 5G in over 67 cities, 230 million pops for our nationwide 5G. And just the numbers just go on and on, right? In terms of what we're doing in the 5G space and how we're leading and we're innovating. We're partnering with companies like UPS to look at using 5G for drones. We're using 5G in industry to do mobile edge compute. We're being really bullish in this space. And so as a company, you know, we say to ourselves, well, why not be bullish in the social justice space? That's Abby's phrasing. That's how I look at it. Our purpose, our mission statement is we create the networks that move the world forward. If we're doing this for networks, let's do it for people as well. And so our participation, our social responsibility to society started long before this big new push in the social justice movement space, right? We started the Verizon Innovation Learning Schools many, many years ago, Carrie. We have over 250 schools that we are having learning opportunities for students and schools, Title I schools, 78% of those students are Black and Latinx students. Over $535 million in value is what we have contributed in the Verizon Innovation Learning Schools. And this is now part of 
the Citizen Verizon campaign as part of Verizon's social responsibility promise, where we want to help upskill 10 million youth with digital skills by 2030. So this has already been part of our legacy and our culture. But last year, when the George Floyd murder occurred, which was the culmination of all these different things that Black Americans had been experiencing, the injustices, Verizon's CEO made a statement, right? He made a commitment that we're going to help. We dedicated $10 million towards the NAACP legal fund and as well as the educational fund, another nonprofit. So that was just our very public response, but it wasn't our first And it is not going to be our last in terms of our commitment. So these are just some of the external things, Carrie, when I think about Verizon's drive to be a leader, just like we are in technology space, our drive to be a leader and to model what we're doing in the the area of social justice. We're doing a lot of work internally. Verizon was one of the first companies that, at least that I've seen, that published our stats publicly about gender, about race, down to every level in the organization, within every department, you go to our website and you will see that. Not a lot of companies do that. We exposed our vulnerabilities because we are committed to actually making it better and making Verizon a stronger company because we believe in diversity and inclusion. And we have work to do. You look at the numbers and you'll see that we have some work to do. But I'm so proud of so many of the things that we're doing internally. Our chief human resource officer, Christy Pambianchi, said this on one of our calls. She said, I want every employee to bring their whole selves to work. That is so powerful. And you think, well, why does someone need to say that? It's really important for us as leaders to state the obvious around things like that, because there are a lot of unspoken rules. And so we need to speak the ones that we really want. And so we're doing a lot of things. We have employee resource groups. We have, you know, resource groups for military veterans, for Native Americans, for Black employees. And then within these groups, we're seeing an emergence of subgroups. So one of the ones that I'm really excited about within the Black employee resource group in Verizon is a group called Sister to Sister. And it really is a subgroup of Black women that I don't know that that would have emerged if Christy hadn't laid this vision, if Hans hadn't laid this vision at the top that says, I want diversity and inclusion to be a part of our culture, not just what we do externally for the world to see, but for our employees. And there is a breath of life that is happening internally. We're doing a lot of work. And even my team, I'm so excited to share this, Carrie, that we took the Verizon mandate that diversity and inclusion is going to be a part of who we are internally. And within the Global Network and Technology Organization, started an effort under my boss, Gina Wellborn, called Moment to Movement. We're looking at all the different parts of the life journey of an engineer, from when you are attracted to the company or the position, Mm -hmm. when you're recruited, when you're onboarded, and when you're developed, and how we retain you those legs of the journey and we're peeling back the onion on every single part of those legs in the journey and asking ourselves, what can we do? Because it's not enough to give money. It's not enough to just say, we're going to do this. You actually have to make it a reality. And our customers are watching 
Our employees are watching to see, is this just a statement or are we actually going to do the work? So we're doing the work and it's going to take work. It's going to take time, right? So why are we talking about this during Women's History Month, right? Why are we talking about this in March when all of this happened last year? Well, slavery and the civil rights movement, all of those things happened over a long period of time. So creating the equality and the equity for women, for underrepresented ethnic groups like Blacks and Latinas and Native Americans is going to take time. And so you have to stop and you have to be very purposeful about how you're going to do this. And sometimes there's silence. I remember my leaders and I, we decided we were going to take a 90-minute call and we were going to come up with a plan for how we were going to apply the Moment to Movement initiative within our organization. We were going to, I call it, pull back the drywall and look to see where we had vulnerabilities in our infrastructure. Deliberate or not deliberate, where were minorities being not given enough opportunity and where were they being held back? Well, those 90 minutes turned into a recurring meeting and there were moments of silence where we didn't know the answer. And silence is grappling and grappling is doing work. And that's what this will take. It will take us not letting up. It will take us continuing to ask the questions. You get an answer, you peel back the onion some more. It will also take you us trialing some things. And two of the things that we're trialing that I'm really proud of, one is we are really looking to expand by bringing in talent from non-traditional technical groups. And you and I talked about this at the IEEE conference you were on at panel last year. There's a lot of talent. They have the aptitude. They didn't come up through electrical engineering like me, but I've seen it where we've hired people from the retail industry or the customer service industry. They have a very strong curiosity about the technical world. And you can always train that, but it's hard to train attitude. So we have launched our second pilot by really pulling talent from within Verizon, from some of these groups that tend to have a little bit more diversity, both gender and ethnic diversity, to really help to improve the diversity profile within our organization. You know, Abby, I, uh, I'm just so moved by everything you just said. I mean, I wrote down some notes and one thing that just comes to my mind immediately is that I am so honored to be a new vendor for Verizon at Broadstaff. I mean, I just kept thinking that with everything that you said, because having the opportunity as a new vendor of Verizon to place people with Verizon, with all of the programs and every commitment and everything you just shared, it just feels so good. And, you know, I just can't wait for that. So thank you for sharing everything. And I truly hope that the people who are listening, the audience, that their leaders that are listening, that are going to say, you know what, I need to do something. I need to get with my HR department. I need to create something. It's on my list. It's been on the back burner. It's time to get, take action on this. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Let's switch gears a little bit. You said something about how tech, you mentioned how Mm -hmm. tech and, you know, is connected with all of this, right? With equity and diversity and inclusion. 
How can tech be utilized to bridge that gap and drive equity? Absolutely. Well, you know, I talked about the Verizon Innovation Learning Schools, the VIL schools, and that's definitely an example of where technology is being used to bridge the gap. Because in those schools, 78% I mentioned of those students are either Black or Latinx. And a lot of them are in Title I schools, they're in, under, in communities that are of underrepresented races. And so not only are, is Verizon doing that, but we have a plan to bring 5G into 100 of these schools. And when you bring 5G in, you raise the bar another level, right? Uh, last year, in one of in our labs, in the New York City 5G labs, Verizon launched an EdTech challenge, right? Where, you know, technology and education and how we can actually continue to position the United States, right? To be leaders in STEM education through EdTech. And we selected 10 winners. Verizon selected 10 winners. They all got a, a million dollars. And the winners from these challenges are also going to pilot their innovative ideas in these Verizon Innovation Learning Schools. So these schools are going to have first-hand opportunity at 5G and the latest innovations that are happening in that space. The thing about 5G that I'm really excited about, Carrie, is the potential in the business space. Small businesses are going to have an opportunity to really leverage, five, leverage 5G and the attributes of 5G, like speed and latency and low power or power management in their businesses. And you think about what the pandemic has really done, right? It has really created a huge disruption, both in the enterprise space and the small business space, small, medium business. And many small businesses suffered, right? They had to close their front doors. And the pandemic is forcing this digital world upon us. This is an opportunity for small businesses to reinvent themselves and to start afresh with 5G. So I think about, you know, when I started, I changed departments in Verizon right when 4G was being launched. And I say it's a great equalizer because everybody was learning about 4G at the same time that I was. I couldn't have picked a better time to change technology groups at the time. Otherwise, I would have had a really steep learning curve. It would have been really difficult to compete with people who knew so much. I couldn't compete with the people who knew about 3G, but I was super competitive about 4G because we were all learning it at the same time. So my encouragement to the small businesses in the industry today is leverage this 5G. Everybody's learning about it at the same time. See what those use cases are that you can use to truly leverage digital front door and a digital operations in your business. And that's why I think 5G can actually help our economy, help to restart and regrow and recharge our economy. And my appeal is to the small businesses out there, don't give up, start over, look at 5G, look at what it can offer and leverage that to propel your business forward. Mm. Inspiring. I'm definitely charged up about 5G even more so after this conversation. So what is the outlook for 2021 with hiring at Verizon? Um, and, and also, where can people go to find out about careers? Yeah. So Verizon, we pride ourselves in, in just really being selective and wanting the best talent. 
And I have always considered, even within Verizon, the talent is so great. We balance competition, internal friendly competition with teamwork really well. And you, it's very hard for you to pinpoint the competition. It's there. very, And I think it's a good thing, right? But we are really focused on teamwork. And I consider ourselves like these NFL teams. I feel like we are the NFL right? With all these different teams that are working together to brand Verizon as this major tech company. And so we are always hiring. And if you go to the vzcareers.com website, you will see that we have myriad of opportunities, not just for full-time hires, Carrie, but also internships. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of the work that we're doing. We're expanding. We've always hired from you know, diverse organizations like the National Society of Black Engineers or the Society of Women Engineers and HBCUs, but we're doing more. We're expanding it. So we're encouraging all of this, even students. If you happen to be listening to this, check out our internships because that's where it starts. It starts with the pipeline from our college interns, but also for our professionals, we definitely have a lot there. We have a lot of work still to do with getting 5G to more customers, adding capacity, building out our 5G home and getting them into more cities, innovating on top of the 5G infrastructure that we have. There are lots of different innovations that we're going to be working on. So we're looking for amazing talent that want to be part of a company that is bullish on diversity and inclusion and technology. And we want to change the world. We want to make the world a better place. We want to use technology to make the world a better place. So Come on in. You know, Abby, you are a Verizon success story. And for those of you who've been listening from the very beginning to Abby's story, you know, you started 25 years ago with Verizon and you were offered opportunities and you took risks and Verizon believed in you and you're a vice president now and a powerful one at that and a powerful leader. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. This has just been, I could talk to you for hours. I really could. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie, for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. And, you know, celebrate Women's History Month. Let's keep the conversation going on equity yep. and equality and diversity for everyone. Because if we can leverage equality there, we can actually make all the technology innovations better and stronger. And that's really what I'm about, marrying those two together. Well said. Well said. Thank you so much, Abby. Thank you, Carrie. Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever-changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit broadstaffglobal.com. Until next time.